0: Welcome to the Connector podcast, an ongoing conversation connecting fintechs, banks and regulators worldwide. Join CEO and founder Cohen van der Hooydong as you learn more about the latest available trends and solutions in the markets. Welcome to another podcast from the Connector in collaboration with Belgian Fintech. And we're running up to the Digital Finance Summit. And today I've got Frederick with me. And Fridig works at Area 42. So tell us more about where you work from and who you are.
1: Okay. Hi, Kun. Uh, nice to be here. So I'm, I'm working for uh, Area 42 as the strategy and innovation manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, what, what we do at Area 42, um, Area 42 was launched by Credendo, uh, a Belgian uh, credit insurance and trade finance company to explore innovations in the trade domain. And trade is for us anything that is B2B and that is commerce. So it's not trade Mm -hmm. of financial products, it's trade in the real economy, trade of goods, of services, between companies, between countries uh, that we're interested in. And then we as Area 42, we are a type of venture builder. um, So we try to test and develop new products, new services for companies that trade internationally. And again, my role is to be uh, in charge of strategy and innovation. So I manage basically our Portfolio of ventures uh, and future ventures that are in development.
0: Wow, super interesting! And what would you see would would be the the real mission that you guys have? or what are you trying to achieve?
1: What we want to achieve in the end is have uh, products out there that are actually used by these companies, by these B two B companies that trade internationally mm-hmm. and that make it for them easier to do business, to uh, make business smoother. Uh, more digital, more transparent. Uh, that's the objective for us.
0: Yeah. So you you actually wanted to democratize and to simplify trade finance.
1: Yes, we want to democratize. We want to simplify uh, trade finance, definitely. Um, and we do that um, by leveraging technology in, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in everything that we do. We do that both on an external as well as an internal uh, way. So when we do that externally, we want our solutions to be as easily implementable, usable as possible. That's why we work with APIs and everything we develop. That's why our decision-making is as automated as possible. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have people doing things and people taking decisions and basically slowing everything down. We want everything to be accessible and as easily and as quickly applicable as possible. We also don't want to create new uh, tools or new Uh, frameworks in which people want to start working. We want to be where they already are and implement in their own processes, in their own systems.
0: So it's sort of incremental innovation. Um,
1: So yes and no. I think we want to bring disruptive products to the market, but Mm -hmm. we want to do that in an incremental way. Um, Mm -hmm. So we want to solve the problems that people have today with new solutions. Uh, We're not doing things that already exist. We're doing new things. But we don't want to bring spaceships into people's life. We want, to, we want them to continue working in the way that they do.
0: Now, trade finance, it's a very specific type of industry. Could you maybe tell us a little bit more what would be the typical business sort of challenges that you come across within this domain?
1: I'm going to narrow it down then a bit because trade finance, every, as I said before, every B2B company that trades goods or services internationally needs Mm -hmm. some kind of trade finance. Now, we at Area 42, we focus on the smaller companies. So we focus on SMEs, um, startups and Mm scale-ups because we see that for them, there are still um, gaps to overcome. Uh, where the bigger companies, they have extensive finance teams, they have experienced CFOs and and financial profiles. That is not necessarily the case. Or this SME that has 20, 30 employees has maybe two people in the finance team Mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. don't have time to build the files to make uh, the the dossiers to get their uh, international trade financed. So that's why we want to be there for them so that they don't have to rely on the expensive middlemen or on the very cumbersome administration that is more accessible for the larger companies. And that's why Mm -hmm. we want to bring digital, easily accessible tools and solutions uh, for the smaller companies so that they can uh, trade internationally as well.
0: Hmm. Is that then the reason why for many years, it was the big banks that were sort of having these uh, innovative projects around trade finance and very often related to their first use cases on blockchain and everything is that is that then the, the main difference between you and, and and all these innovation that was happening within the banks itself?
1: Yeah so I think a lot of uh, innovation has happened in the banks and still is happening in, in banks and other large incumbents and it's it's necessary because they also have a big position in the market. Um, but for them it's harder to uh, be more disruptive. Um, Mm -hmm. and to actually bring their solutions to market. I think that is also why Credendo chose to have Area 42 outside of the core of the company so that we are in a freer position. We are not Mm -hmm. messing in internal Credendo uh, systems and technology. We are also not impacting their existing customer relationships. We're testing things out there um, without impacting uh, the, the, the mother company. So we are in a more free position as a fintech, uh, not bound by the larger uh, incumbent organizations, uh, yeah, such as the banks that have been innovati- innovating and continue to innovate, and also I think collaborate quite success uh, successfully uh, mm-hmm, with fintechs.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're liberated from legacy systems.
1: <laughs> That's very important in innovation.
0: Yeah. Would that mean that you not necessarily also look at same technologies like there's a lot happening around digital, digital currency, CBDCs to an extent, um, blockchain DLT is, is that you see that coming back in the initiatives that you guys run?
1: I think it's, I think those technologies are, are really interesting. Uh, and I, I've been also looking into them myself for, mm-hmm. I think almost 10 years now, um, I think they're coming back. Um, I think there was a period when everyone was doing something with blockchain, but there clearly was no use case for it. It was just a technology that was interesting. Mm -hmm. I think in the next couple of years, blockchain could be coming back. I think what is for us at Area 42 very important is we want to solve real problems. So we Mm -hmm. are technology agnostic. We want to find problems that uh, are impacting businesses today and where businesses need solutions uh, for today. And if uh, blockchain or any other type of Web3 uh, component can be part of that solution, then we will implement it. So that's why we are keeping an eye on it. That's why we're following everything that is happening. Yeah. But we will never start a blockchain project for the sake of using blockchain, uh, no, because that in that way, sense. we are not creating value for uh, our customers.
0: No, and to that extent, I feel that um, the move you made or what you describe is pretty much something that is happening also within the banks. You see that much more of the innovation within the banks is literally to solve real problems. Yeah. Now, could you give us a couple of examples how, or one example, how, how you actually made a big change for one of your customers through the innovation triggered by Area 42?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I think the um, a case that we like to mention is uh, one of our products, which is Stack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and termstack is um a b2b bnpl so buy now pay later service uh, that we have been developing from scratch and we've we've been on the bnpl train since it started i think about 3 years ago mm-hmm. uh, with this specific solution where we are uh, very confident that uh, our solution is 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 a very good one and is uh, is actually being used by customers to their benefit so we have uh, several Uh, online marketplaces out there that are using our term stack BNPL to offer their customers um, better payment terms Mm -hmm. uh, without impacting their own finances, without impacting the customer's finance, and where we as a fintech intermediary with our solution can bring value. In the way that I described before, we're not drastically changing their business processes. Payment terms have been around forever, but with an easily implementable solution based on APIs without Mm-hmm. Uh, or with very limited human intervention, we can give them fast decision making and, and uh, payment terms at, uh, at beneficial rates uh, for their customers.
0: Sounds very exciting. And talking about excitement, um, in the beginning, we started with DFS. So uh, yes. what are you expecting from DFS?
1: What I'm what I'm expecting from DFS is what I'm expecting from um, from any type of uh, fair like like DFS. I'm I'm going to be attending Web Summit in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure DFS is at the level of Web Summit yet, but still slightly I different. To be, <laughs> I expect to be inspired. Um, I expect to have interesting conversations uh, and and be in touch with people who can introduce me to new opportunities in the market or even just m- make me aware of technologies or solutions that I, I haven't or, or I, I had not encountered before. So
0: mm-hmm. for me, DFS,
1: mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it as, as a day of inspiration and a day of connection uh, mm-hmm. with the outside world.
0: And what type of organization should come to you? Is it only when you're involved in trade finance or you're more open and say, wait, this is a domain where I'm particularly interested in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think trade finance, it can be, it can be uh, defined in a very narrow or in a very broad way. Um, and I'm always interested to have a conversation. It doesn't mean that we have, if we have a conversation that we will also have a partnership or that we will work together. But I think anyone who feels that they are remotely involved in trade finance, um, I would be very interested to have a chat with them. And we can collaborate in many different ways. Maybe they have a problem that they want to see mm-hmm, solved mm-hmm. in their business and that they think we can be involved in solving that. Maybe they have a solution that they want to bring into the market. We have invested and partnered with uh, external startups before as well. Maybe they want to join us and work in our team in in building those solutions. Or maybe they just want to have an interesting conversation. Uh, so I'm, I'm basically open to anyone uh, who wants to have a chat. Uh, to to reach out to me and to to
0: have that conversation. Oh nice and and I think that that is one of some of the magic that always happens at DFS. So I think that will be not a problem necessarily. Maybe one That's question before
1: why, why I will be joining DFS.
0: Exactly. Well done. It's good to see you there. Um one thing that was still on my mind is um sure. and that was triggered a little bit by the fact that you you say we do innovation for the SMEs, the smaller medium enterprises, but trade as such, is by definition almost a global element. So, how do you ensure that with smaller companies you still uh, keep the relevance and the adaptability going on in this world of trade finance? Smaller companies, larger scope.
1: Yeah, uh, that's correct, and that's that's um, that is a challenge. I think one of the ways in which we are uh, trying to work around that challenge at Area Forty Two mm-hmm. is by being um maybe not globally but definitely Europe oriented. Um, so our whole team is spread over Europe. We are not a team of people sitting together in an office in Brussels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have colleagues in Prague, we have colleagues in Lisbon, we have colleagues in, in Paris, there are colleagues in Italy and in, in Romania as well. Um, so that's how we try and stay in touch with the whole of Europe, even it's if it's if it's not in a structured way by having all these people in all mm-hmm. these different countries we know that more things will uh, come to surface. And that's what we also do by attending conferences. Of course, me as a Belgian, I look forward to attending DFS in Brussels, but I also don't limit myself to Belgian conferences with Belgian attendees. Uh, you have to look what's out there and you have to stay connected uh, to see what is happening.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe it's one last question because you said yeah. you're open for collaboration and conversations, but how can they get to you? What do they? How do they come to you?
1: Yeah. So, but first, first of all, I, I hope to run into people at DFS, of course. Uh, so, if you see me at DFS, come and say hi. Um, but my LinkedIn, I'm Frederick Simon. You can find me there uh, and, and connect with me, uh, or even on the Area Forty Two website. You can also there's a form there where you can reach out to me uh, directly and, and get in touch. So, if you want to get in touch with me, I don't think it should be an issue. Uh, to find me and to uh, to have that conversation.
0: Oh, great. Thank you so much. It was a great conversation. I learned a lot. So thank you again. And also to the listeners, thank you very much for staying tuned and hope to see you all at DFS in December. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Kuhn. See you all there.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Connector podcast. To connect and keep up to date with all the latest... Head over to www.jointheconnector.com or hit subscribe via
1: your podcast streaming platform.